Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. This is the show that we pick a genre every month. What are you doing? Uh, we pick a genre every month and we watch the best and worst movies in that genre. So pick the, we pick the gym. This is a, a damn good one. And if you don't like it, then you go fuck yourself, honestly. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> but <laughs> coming to America, probably... Well, honestly, this is the first foray for Eddie Murphy into playing more than one person. He played like 50 people in this movie. Uh, but really good. Really, really good stuff. So, this movie came out June 29th, 1988. Fuck, oh, that was in the 90s. Uh, no. Director, John Landis. So, uh, the people out there, who the fuck's John Landis, Uh He did the Thriller video mm-hmm. and Black or White. Mm-hmm. God, that's such a good song. Uh, Blues Brothers, Three Amigos, a lot of really good comedies and stuff like that. Uh, Training Places, he worked on that with Eddie Murphy before this. And um, apparently they hated each other a lot. So they, uh, but Eddie wanted him for this because around that point, he had four movies that were poopy before this. And so he's like, I like John Landis, kind of. And so I want him to help me with this movie and for the best because this movie did amazing. And I learned... That on the Twilight Zone movie, he didn't kill three people personally, but he was on set and he directed the scene that got three people killed. And so <laughs> uh, when this movie was coming out, he was actually having to do like uh, court and trial and stuff like that for manslaughter. Right. Manslaughter is the one where you didn't like. Yeah. No, John Landis. Oh, John Landis. Yeah. So uh, he was all about manslaughter. There was a helicopter scene. <laughs> and, all uh, about it. It's. On set, and they shouldn't have been there because it was nighttime. But he was like, he was like, you know, shh, shh, shh. and so labor laws. There was a helicopter scene. Helicopters extra low, and the main character was like walking them over to the helicopter, and then explosions were going off, and then you know, helicopter just smushes them. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah, John Landis got into a lot of shit for that. And uh, Steven Spielberg said that dude's a piece of shit. And uh, and yeah, a lot of stuff in that movie. In the 80s, Steven Spielberg didn't like you. You basically were blacklisted. Yeah. Uh, it's an absolute mess. Uh, I read that about John Landis. I was like, what? Because people kept saying that they murdered three people around this time. I was like, what the fuck? So I had to look it up. Uh, the dance choreographer, Paula Abdul. Hell yeah. So dance scenes were great. And this was like Paula Abdul when she wasn't all <laughs> drugged up, telling everybody they look great. She was, she, was to, she was still drugged up and she was probably sitting on it when they looked great. She, so she, chore- she choreographed that dance at the beginning uh when that really yeah yeah follow because i literally uh, put in my notes i was like who choreographed the dance at the beginning i need to know who that who did that i, I must know i must know <laughs> i've always wanted to know yeah well, there you uh, go. To uh, one of the writers obviously eddie murphy did the story there are other people that did the storyboarding and stuff like that but the main idea came from eddie murphy uh the music niall rogers if you don't know that name you're stupid uh he was part of the band chic uh, he did a lot yes. of did a couple of songs with Daft Punk recently. What? I was like, yeah, time is slipping, man. But um, oh, Greg just ran away. Yeah, so uh, he made like the songs "We Are Family," that "Upside Down" was it Diana Ross? Upside down, you turning me. Yeah, it was. Yes. Uh, I'm coming out. Uh, good times. These are the good times. Uh, Minor love and let's dance with David Bowie. He helped with those. Uh, Nile Rogers, so he was the one that did the soul glow. That's uh, he said he was damn proud. <laughs> yeah, soul glow. He, he said that was one of the coolest things. <laughs> <I've ever heard. laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, he was very pumped about that. Uh, so I'm gonna open it up for uh, fun facts. I know Greg, you had a couple, right? I got one. Yeah. Um. Can y'all hear me? I, yes. Yeah, I, did, I, I had to jump on the phone. Fucking internet. Um. So these aren't necessarily from the background. They're more little tidbits from inside the actual movie. My first one. This isn't necessarily a fun fact because no one, y'all are gonna probably hate on me for even bringing this up. But the music that plays when the King's motorcade first rolls into New York. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a marching band arrangement that is performed on drumline. Yeah, yeah. I, I yes, literally, yeah, I literally too, was yeah. doing the moves as it was playing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I think I saw drumline first, so I heard it first there. And I remember thinking, that's a, that's 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 a pretty good, you know, uh, marching piece right there. That's a pretty good arrangement. <laughs> and then watching Coming to America for the first time and hearing that, I put the eventually put them together. And I was like, oh, well, that's 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 nice. Is it, you know, looking back, obviously that's that movie doesn't nice. age very well, but that was still a dope ass arrangement, though. I will give them that yeah, on that absolutely. movie. Absolutely, you know that connected. My my second fun fact. One more. Sorry, Steve. One more. All right. So this movie came out in what? 1988, right? Yeah. 88. Okay. In this film, they go to a St. John's basketball game. So I did a little research and looked up the basketball roster of St. John's basketball at that time. In the 1987-1988 season, two players would end up turning pro from that team. One of them was named Jason Williams. Not white oh. chocolate Jason Williams. But the other one. But the Jason Williams who accidentally killed his limo driver. Who <laughs> blasted his limo driver with a shotgun. Wow. And, then, and then tried to hide, hide it. Yeah, tried to cover it up. Yeah. So another accidental whatever manslaughter connected to this movie. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> People Oops. died all over the place. Who was the other one, Greg? Oh, God. I have to, I'd have to look it back up. Someone who was completely irrelevant. Someone that did not kill, kill anybody on the court or off the court. So. <laughs> a good person. Uh, go ahead, Steve. Uh, there's a, a cameo in the barbershop, the first barbershop scene. Uh, a young Cuba Gooden Jr. is the Very kid with his haircut. Yeah. Yeah. When they walk in there, I just saw that today. Looking terrible. Was, really? Like, that's wow. funny. It's just, it just, he doesn't have a line. He doesn't do anything. He's, he's just, just there. Anything. I was like, it's Cuba. Oh, look at that. He's just... He's yeah, just he's smiling. Smiles. Yeah, he's smiling and nodding. Yeah. He, he nods his head like once or twice. Yep. I don't even think they give him like a credit like once they start doing like the roll through at the end of the movie. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was just a quick little, huh, look at that. Terrible hair. Terrible hair. Oh, it was bad. It's that's so why bad. he was getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> it looks and that's how he got his, 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 his signature haircut. Yeah. It was at that point when he decided, you know what? In 20 years, I'm going to make snow dogs. <laughs> That's what he thought. Dogs. White dog years. Snow dogs. I'm going to win an Oscar, and then I'm going to be the only good part of a movie called Pearl Harbor, and then I'm going to do snow dogs and ruin my <laughs> career. Snow dogs. <laughs> oh, uh, but he more. did radio, Steve. Oh, yeah, Man of Honor. Uh, yeah. One more fun fact. Uh, the original title for this movie was The Quest, but they oh. didn't stay with it. Wait, did he do it? Didn't he do another movie? No, that was what the hell was that, that was one? A, the Golden Child. The Golden Child. Golden that, Child. 
That movie sucks. That, that movie, movie sucks. sucks. He's good. Get the fuck out. Okay. I, I have a I have a fun fact. Are we done with fun facts? No. no. Uh the the two homeless guys that he gives yeah. all that money to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were from that movie, uh, Trading, Trading Places. Places. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was actually going to... actually were the same characters. Yep. Randolph yeah, and Mortimer. The, they were yep. the same characters. Yeah, it's they went great. broke in that movie. But now that it's canon. That's, like, why they're, oh. that's why they were like... Back! Back! <laughs> <laughs> definitely supposed to watch Trading Places first. I did the opposite order, so I had no idea what those guys were. And then I watched uh, Trading Places. And I was like, what? Why are these guys here? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. are they, Weird. Why are they all of a sudden rich? Yeah. We're back. And why do they hate yeah. Eddie Murphy? Yeah, it makes it a very different story when you think about trading places. They're getting that money because he gave it to him in the other movie. <laughs> like a redemption right. story. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that bad. Even old Eddie Murphy just out here stealing their money. Yep. Until they call me N word. And then you're just like, oh, oh no. <laughs> you guys got to go. <clears throat> okay. So if you haven't seen Coming to America, there's probably like 2% of the world. That's like that, but this movie. So, uh, King Prince, Prince Akeem, uh, he is the prince. Uh, of T'Challa, the sir. Huh? It's T'Challa, and he's Prince uh, of Wakanda. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what, what you got, Katie? Katie's working on something, so she's popping in and out. All right. Uh, so, other fun fact: if you haven't seen this movie or are watching it for the first time. The king and the queen in this movie are played by uh, James Earl Jones and uh, what's her name? Uh, Madge Sarabi. Sinclair. Madge Sinclair. And they Sarabi. were selected from this movie specifically because of how well they played African king and queen to be Sarabi and Mufasa in The Lion King. Sarabi! Sarabi! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, uh, Prince Akeem, he turns 21. Eddie Murphy does not look like a 21-year-old. <laughs> but uh, it's time for him to get a, a, a wife, a princess, so he can, you know, have kids and all that stuff. And so um, he wants more of the world. He wants to see stuff. He's not, you know, that, ready that, to... Like that arranged marriage bullshit. Yeah. He was obedient as fuck. Who, which one, who wouldn't want that? Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> And so uh, his family gets him uh, an attendant wife. Her name was Imani. Yes. 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 And then we get some one of the best songs ever by yeah. uh, one of the royal servants. And he sings, your queen. Oh. She's your queen to me. Oh, oh. What's his name? Oha. Oha. Yeah, Oha. Oha. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. But. Um, Akeem wants more than that because she just doesn't have a personality of her own. She's like, well, whatever you like. He's like, well, what's your favorite song? He's like, whatever song you like. And he's like, oh, that's not enough. I, I need more. He makes her hop on her foot and make a orangutan sound. Makes her bark like a dog first. Small and then Small dog. Hey, big dog. Hey, big dog. So Mufasa uh, tells him he can go to America to sow his wild oats. And so they pick New York because of a coin flip. And then they pick Queens because he was looking for a queen. So, <laughs> And so it's off to America with his friend Arsenio. I can't think of a, another movie. With Semi. Him, so. Semi. Semi. <laughs> I know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to replace everybody's name with another movie they were in. But oh. they head to America and they're looking for, 
you know, an intended wife and then the hijinks ensue after that. Uh, an amazing film. It's really good. I forget that this is like a rom-com when I was like watching it. I was like, this is romantic as hell. Like, this is nice. But it's very, it's a very funny movie. So if you haven't seen Come to America, please give it a shot. Like, I don't think you'll be disappointed. And if you don't like Akeem as a character, just wait and then you'll see seven more Eddie Murphy people. And then one of them will make you laugh. <laughs> There's at least one of them. Or uh, Arsenio Hall, he plays like four or five people. So. Yep. So Okay. So, uh, what was everybody's favorite character in the movie? Hey, I have a question oh, yes, for everybody. Who played the better tranny? Arsenio in this movie or Wesley Snipes in Tu Wong Fu? Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I mean, he did a whole movie as that. As yeah. yeah. Okay. Arsenio's, Arsenio's was funny, but he was in there. It was full like exposition. Ten seconds. <laughs> uh, the yeah. was holiday. Um, Eddie, Eddie Murphy is a ghastly woman. Ghastly. <laughs> A ghastly, a good word. Ghastly. You mean Arsenio? Both Ars- of them, but oh. Eddie, both of them but, Wesley. but Wesley Snipes is a rough-looking woman. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a uh, Juana Man. Was, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, and Juana Man. Oh, who was that? DJ yeah, from Street DJ. Fighter. Yeah, DJ from Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, Nobody knows his Street real Fighter. name. <laughs> oh, uh, Miguel Nunez Jr. Oh. You don't seem very sure about that. <laughs> he really didn't. The little Otis in my brain pulled that card out and shrugged his shoulders. So that's all I got. I I'm like, that's right. I'm okay, but we'll keep going. But um, yes, uh, Wesley Snipes was way better. Just ugh. Uh, but yes, uh, Deep Al, you started out. Who's your favorite character in this movie? My favorite character in this movie is easy. The dudes in the barbershop as a collective group. Mm-hmm. Those fucking guys, man. From the minute they, they come on to, like, bef- like, even when they get out the car, listen, real Americans. I so. And you just hear them just cackling up, you know what I'm saying? Just like, oh, my God. And then just, just, the, just their dialogue. And they're always talking about first. They're always talking about fucking boxing. Yeah, <laughs> rocking boxing. Then, yeah, Rocky Marciano. How come every time white people got to break out Rocky Marciano? Knocked out Joe Lewis. Is a, Joe Lewis. Is a, <laughs> he ain't better than Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis. He said he talked to Frank Sinatra. He said Joe Lewis told me he's 137 years old. Yeah, 137 years old. <laughs> the age got older and older. Every time. <laughs> he just kept yeah. going up in age. And you just had the like. Because you had that guy who just told fibs, and then you had the guy who was always in the in the chair eating. Eating, yep. Yeah, always eating. You had the the old Jewish guy who, for some reason, is there. That was and really good. Had, that was really good white face makeup, by the way. I'm not gonna lie. Like that's Eddie Murphy, and it like you could barely tell it. Was time. it Eddie wow, Murphy? that was yes. Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good makeup. Yeah. Like, huh. Um, and then just that guy who who disclaims everything that the guy says. Yeah, because like any 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 walking customer, shit. yeah. You ain't <laughs> made then, no Martin Luther the King. Yeah, Martin, Luther, no the Martin the King. Luther the King. <laughs> and then that little dude tripped me out too, because when they're listening to Randy Watson, he's like, "That guy, that boy, good." He's the only one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was the only one there who liked <laughs> yeah, Randy Watson. Terrible. Yeah. yeah, but but those dudes just trip me the hell out. I love them. I love I love the characters that Eddie and RC and yeah they played. So those guys were, um. 
Gordon Bombay, take it over, coach. <laughs> um, so my favorite character is actually the preacher because he's <laughs> such like a his characterization is so weird. Like it's such a just juxtaposition. Okay, so you have a preacher, a man of God, like showing off these black women like in scant <laughs> scant clothing and like talking about them. As black like, awareness. Really the greatest gift I know all. there is a God. Ah. I know there's a God somewhere. Somewhere. Because God, don't you feel joy? <laughs> it's, just, it's just really crazy. <laughs> and and he's, yeah, he's like, turn around. And he's like, just showing these ladies off. The and most I just think to myself, like, this would never. Yeah. It, it just, yeah, like, it just wouldn't fly, like, today. And it makes me laugh so hard because it's so silly and it's so stupid. And he tries to hype up Randy after Randy singing about the children. <laughs> and them leading the way <laughs> and getting the kiss and wiping it off. Just small stuff like that. He didn't have a lot of time in the movie. He's in the movie later on at the uh, dinner party at Mr. McDowell's. And he's still, like, preaching and hucking the Bible, basically, which is really funny to me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it's like every black preacher stereotype in one man. And it's, it's pretty awesome. It's really funny to watch it on film. Uh, I'm even, gonna go even with, does a little. Uh, even does a little stamp. Like he's preaching, he does a little. Yeah. Oh shit! Uh, I'm gonna go with Greg. I was hoping you wouldn't pick me next because that's my favorite too. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's such a great character of the stereotypical black preacher. I haven't watched this in so long, but <laughs> even when he got up on stage and he says. You know, I didn't come here to preach. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> and that's, that's true in real life. That's like, that's, yeah. that seems like what some black preacher would re tip, re actually do. Like, well, we ain't here for service yet, but I just want to tell you a little something. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> or like when you think you're about to get out, you're supposed to get out at about uh, 9.30 a.m., but it's like, he just gets going. And like, yeah, it's going to be about another 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. 30 minutes, man. Ugh. And then 30 minutes turns into 45, and then lurch. 45, <laughs> lurch. 45 yes. turns into an lurch hour. And then you're like, lurch. fuck, I done missed yep. my nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, he couldn't, he was always on and couldn't turn it off. Like Justin was saying at the house party, <laughs> I love God. And if loving God is wrong, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't turn that shit off. I would have loved to have had him in a couple of more scenes. It was absolutely, it just reminded me. Too much of my childhood. You remember what you remember what he called 100%. God? He called 100%. God the Hugh Hefner on high. Hugh oh, Hefner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, Larry. They can take the picture, but they can't make it. Oh, they can take the picture. Oh, God. Go ahead, Wally. Uh, <clears throat> my favorite character was Semi. Uh, he was like low key, one of the funniest things in this movie. Uh, his reactions, a lot of the scenes, he didn't really even speak that much. It's just his faces when he would be mm -hmm. super shocked or surprised. Like when he like got when busted he, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he opened the door, the king was there. Ah! And then yeah. shut the door in his face. Oh, <laughs> uh, when he was talking to his, uh, his cross dressing self, and she was like, I will tear you apart. You too. And he does that spit take. And spit takes aren't, they're not supposed to be that funny. 
but it was so well timed, and he just got all the liquid out of his. Mouth. <laughs> 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 and, and looked more shocked than he was disgusted. He wasn't like grossed out. He was just like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Semi was a uh, semi was like the funniest part when he uh, when he retro when he outfits the apartment uh, with all that expensive shit. And he's just sitting in the hot tub when Eddie Murphy walks in. And enters the door. Uh, And then he doesn't even look that he doesn't even look that uh that scared or shook when he's like, you know, we got a problem here. Like this is an issue. He's like, "Eh, whatever. (laughs) Still sitting in the hot tub, smoking a cigar. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Uh, He was even funny when he was writing the when he was writing the check to uh to back to the king. And uh, the lady's talking to him, the cashier's talking to him. She's like, why don't you just ask for a million? He's like, that's not too much. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not He's too like, much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was sending a telegram back to the king. It was a subtle interaction, but it, was, it's, it always makes me laugh, man, because it's just like, damn, like, he's asking for a shit ton of money like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. When he, um, when, um, when Akeem gets hit with the milkshake, Eric throws him the milkshake. Just laughs in his face. He, he just laughed at him. Just turned straight to him and ha! Care that for me. Just I strawberry, like strawberry milkshake all over his face. I like both of their facial reactions in the throne room when that big girl comes through, comes through the crowd. No, before they introduce like, his wife. Yeah, before they, yeah. They're, both their faces are just like, ooh. He said, oh, you remember, uh, you remember when they were training in the very beginning? I had forgotten about that part because I hadn't seen it in a few years. He looked like a oh, bitch. Where, where, he, where he was like, you'd rather have a, a woman with an opinion? And he's like, yes. And then uh, they fight a little bit more, and he blocks the shot, and he goes, hippopotamus, shit. Yeah, hippopotamus, shit. <laughs> right in his face. Yeah, I don't know why he was wearing that little, like, uh, a poo fucking tiny vest while he was fighting. <laughs> <laughs> tiny vest. Uh, yeah, no, he's that thistle. That's an easy call for me, though. Semi, Semi was my favorite character. I want to hear what uh, Taco's favorite character is. Taco, tell me. Okay, well, I really liked uh, Mr. McDowell. <laughs> oh, no. I, I thought he was. I thought he was really funny. The fact that he's just ripping off McDonald's, like <laughs> they got the golden arches. I got the golden arc. <laughs> they got the Big Mac. I got the Big Mick. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, it's just a straight like me and McDonald's. We have a disagreement. <laughs> well, there's that one scene. Uh, they go back there, and he's literally got the McDonald's yeah, fucking the McDonald's like, operations operated, manner. Yeah, and like, yeah. Oh, tries to fucking hide it. Yeah. It. Uh, I just. I thought he was. I thought he was really funny. I like John Amos. I thought. Uh, like his his. The way he kind of threw his daughter out there, I thought was. Eh, a little annoying, but I still really like just like he was trying to, you know, the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing is like, baby, he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his own money. <laughs> own money. Uh, I, 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 I thought he was, I thought he was a real fun character. I really enjoyed him. Uh, there were a lot of great characters in this one, but <laughs> I just, just the blatant ripoff of McDowell. McDonald's is hilarious to me. And I had never, I'd heard the term McDowell's. I never knew it was from this movie. It's like McDowell's. Oh, oh, I, I get it now. There's, there's a references to McDowell's being an off, a shitty uh, McDonald's. A shitty McDonald's. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. So a lot, like this movie, a lot of 
like uh, pop culture jokes and whatnot made a whole lot more sense now. Like, oh, that's where that's from? Absolutely. Yeah, this movie's (laughs) great. Um, Go ahead, Sarah. What'd you like? You took mine. (laughs) It happens. I had a a backup. Super minor character. Like, she does facial facial feature things, and she has one line. And it's an old lady opportunist on the subway. Oh, oh yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hilarious. She's got one freaking line, and it's the best. She was really funny. She was, like yeah. That she, will. she just gets off that train, turns right around, and says, yeah. I'll marry you. Prince, you. I'll marry you. <laughs> yeah, I'll marry you. Shut. <laughs> hey man, she got she got five hundred thousand dollars earrings. Yes, she did. She did get some earrings. Yeah, she sure did. <laughs> yep, she sure did. Always shoot your shot. Always shoot, yeah. shoot your shot. You'll never know. You might walk away with freaking up, diamond up. earrings. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, think, you thought I went? It's just me. Oh, me and, oh, me and Otis. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my favorite was also Mr. McDowell, uh, Cleo, which I thought was just the dumbest name. <laughs> but yeah, a lot, a lot of the reasons, uh, Kevin was saying, or Taco was saying, um, but also, yeah, he did throw his daughter out there, but it was at least justified. Like he talks about how him and his like nine brothers grew up in a shack. And then when the King says like one negative thing about his daughter, he stands up to, you know, a fucking King of a country. Yeah. He's like, he's like, look. I may want her to marry a rich person, but you ain't gonna talk shit about my daughter. I don't give a fuck who you are. You're this is my house. This is America, Jack. Yeah, he does. Yeah, this is America. He's like, so I, I liked him because yeah, he wanted he wanted his daughters, both his daughters, to have better lives than him and his his wife had before he founded McDowell's. Yeah. So so even though he was kind of a piece of shit, he was like, nah, you don't get to talk shit about my daughter. Yeah, he and stood then, up for her. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, they offered him two million dollars, and he was like, "I don't give a fuck," and he ripped it up right in his face too. Yeah, he did. It's America, Jack. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, America. So I, I, I did love when um, uh, Eric Lasalle. Good. Damn, what was his name? Uh, oh, um, started with a D. Daryl. Daryl. When he kept when he kept knocking on the door, he's like, "Man, I told you she don't watch you no more." <laughs> and then sick the little dog. <laughs> Dottie, get, get him. him! Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. What that, that little dog got a lot of camera time? Was that like a famous cu- dog? Or- no, I think it's just cuz. I did like when they were arguing and they just kept showing the dog looking back and forth like it was. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Like, dude, that, that dog got a lot of camera time. Maybe it was yeah, like so, Eddie Murphy's dog or something. But yeah, Cleo McDowell's my favorite. Just I mean, like like everyone said, man, everyone in this movie. I, Really funny, and it actually, I'd, I'd seen it several times, but there were several parts I'd forgotten. I was like, Oh, yeah, and it just made me laugh <laughs> a lot, even watching it now. Uh, but yeah, so Otis, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'll do mine first, and then Katie will go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Saul, uh, no, not Saul, not Saul, uh, Clarence. It was uh, the Eddie Murphy one, the one that always was telling the stories, oh, the one all- that was always fibbing. Yeah, yeah, they were like, oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that type of character always makes me laugh because I, I feel that's how I'll be when I get older. <laughs> I'll tell a story and then like Wait, 20 seconds later. Be? That's how you is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple seconds in, like the story, something just like morphs a little bit more. Like, yeah, man, Steve was like 42. And then it's like, Steve was like 75 when that happened. I'm like, Wait, you just, what? <laughs> <laughs> just keep moving. Just keep moving. I'm not going to stop. Uh, that character was hilarious. 
Um, one of my favorite lines when he's talking about Martin Luther King when he met him and he just like socked him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Punch, punch him in the chest. Punch punch him in the chest. A story like that <laughs> has to be real because it's so just random and dumb for him to remember forever. So it, it like it probably did happen to him that Martin Luther King was just like walking like, huh. He didn't meet Martin Luther the King. <laughs> yeah. Thought, I thought he was somebody else. Martin Luther the King. Who else would I Oh, he, he made me laugh because just the random shit he would say. It, oh man, it's such a damn good character. He whispered in my ear. He said, "I'm 137 years old." <laughs> 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 137 years old. Ain't nothing but an old perm. Someone actually put down how old Joe Lewis was when they fought. I want to say he was like. He was 37 when he took on a 28-year-old Rocky Marciano. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, apparently he was like 100 when they were fighting. And <laughs> he was 75 uh, he years old. He said, he said, Joe Lewis was 84 years old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll give Katie a second. She's doing something. Oh, man. Oh, uh, cut this out. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Dead air. I'm trying to think. Um, Damn it. Oh, oh I forgot another heard. fun fact. Uh, Louis Anderson was in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam uh, Jackson. So the little monologue he does where he's like, yeah, if you work hard enough and you'll go for mopping and you'll go Big to the butt. fries and you'll work on it. Actually, Kanye West, <laughs> using that part, did the line, uh, he's got ambition, baby, look in his eyes. This now week he's- is the floor. Next week, next week is a fry. Got that from coming to America. That whole little little spot because it's ah oh man, good stuff. I miss that Kanye. His uncle's in it too. Uh, not 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 Louis Anderson's uncle, but Eddie Murphy's uncle's in it too. Which one? He's the crackhead that falls down the stairs to get out of. Oh, uh, <laughs> rich dude, motherfucker. Yeah. Now you conscious. <laughs> Every same. month, it's the same, same shit. shit. <laughs> well, Charlie Murphy was his was his stand-in, and he asked for like fifteen hundred a week for like all these things. Eddie Murphy was very expensive back then. Well, yeah, all the drugs. <laughs> yeah, he got. I want to say he got like six million to do this movie, and John Landis, the director, got like. Four hundred thousand, <laughs> but Jesus. Eddie was a hot name. Like you know, you could do no wrong with him. Eddie was hot. Was, I do love the scene. That was when prime Eddie after his date when he's singing, walking back home, and you just hear all the people like, <laughs> "Shut the fuck, fuck up!" up. Oh, Shut up! And he just doesn't care. Just louder. Cares. Yeah. <laughs> to be loved. To be killed. Like, but when him and Semi first get there and they're out on that the, the oh fire escape. He's yep. like, this is New York. He's like, fuck you. Ah, fuck you, too. That shit trips me out when they knock on the door and then you just see their luggage just get snatched up. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody just... <laughs> and all those homeless people just wearing his shit. Yeah. <laughs> Around the neighborhood. That little kid, little kid goes by on the big wheel with the fucking expensive hat on. <laughs> and the whole dude opens the, the jacket. Coat. Yeah, yeah, a gold toothbrushes. I got some prime hygiene. Is, how did that little kid get a jacket that fit him out of their adult male? Don't worry about that. Don't worry don't about that. that. <laughs> I thought the same thing, but it was like, don't worry about it. And then, same, I believe these are the people that stole our items. 
<laughs> yeah, the gold fucking toothbrushes. Yeah, the gold hair dryer. <laughs> the so, gold they go to that, so they go to that fucking bodega and they come out and they got those New York jackets. New York Man. Jackets. <laughs> with the buttons and stuff New York covered in yeah, pins. New York like there's just, yeah, the Mets jackets. and the Jets. New York Jets pins all Mets. over the jackets. Well, I mean, they're, uh, well, what, they're, the Mets were in the World Queens. Series the year before. Yeah, the Mets were actually legit that year. and I They're think also... The Aren't the aren't the Mets? Don't they play in Queens? Yes. Yes. So it makes sense that they have a lot of Mets shit there. And if you're a Mets fan, you're not a Giants fan. You got to be a Jets fan because you yeah. you got to be you got to be wrong and opposite. <laughs> the Mets and the fucking Jets. <laughs> Is Katie ready for favorite character? What are you doing? Because I can I I got questions. Okay, hold on. Sorry. Uh, my favorite character in the movie, back to that, is um, Queen Aeolian Joffer. Uh, I love her character throughout the movie. She doesn't get a lot of screen time. But the time that she does have, she like commands the scene. Um, and the way that she's able to hold your attention next to James Earl Jones is incredible. Like, you're watching fucking Darth Vader. You're listening to Darth Vader scold his son Akeem. And meanwhile, she's like right there with him. She is on the same level as him. She's just as commanding in the scene. And I really like her character because she sides with the kind of sappy love story that this, this movie really is. She's like, you got to listen to your son. Like, you know, it's not the way that we've done it in the past. It's not the way that we did it. But, you know, it's a different time. You got to let him. Oh, she does check his ass. Do his he's like, who, who the king? Yeah, it's yeah, like, who, 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 who can I do about it? Who am I to do with anything yeah, about I it? I thought that you were the king. Girl turned around. She's in. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, she was my favorite character. She looks like she smells nice. Like very nice. Daniel. Got a question though. Yeah. Kenny and I both had this question. The other woman that was there, like throughout the movie, she didn't have any lines, but she the was one always... that ate, the one that ate the little sticky bun at the beginning. Yeah, she ate the sticky bun. She was right in the front seat of the limo. All this stuff. Whitney think... and I assumed that she was a sister. No, I, I assume that was the I assume the queen servant. The queen's yeah, yeah the she, queen's she's valet. the queen's queen lady servant. in waiting. Mm-hmm. She okay. would, she like, yeah, she would have a, a female to help her while they're yeah. Okay, because she was, because she was in all the nice stuff. She was eating the food. She was, but she was always there. And I assumed that it was maybe like a sister. But yeah, no, you so saw her, uh, the guy who's up. the guy who sang the song, uh, Oha, Oha. He, yeah. he's the king's uh, second person. Yeah, and the girl that was dressed all nice that would travel with them and was sitting in the front seat, she was the queen's like second in command, like would take care of all the queen's everything. I think it's implied that Timmy gets with her at the end because they're standing next to each other. He whispers something dirty in her ear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, got her attention. Okay, but also, if, if she's a daughter, how shitty is that? She's left off the money. Hey, that's, oh, yeah. that's what happens. That's what maybe happens. Maybe she's on the maybe she's on the like the fifty or the. No, the we like, only saw the one bill. No, he's on a coin too. He's on a coin that's too. It. No daughter. Well, at the same time, I don't think she's a daughter because she pulls out the queen's chair when he's talking. Yeah, about yeah, no, her, she's a. So. I think she's a yeah. servant to the queen. She's In the credits, it says lady in waiting. Okay, okay. that's okay. that's what I kind of figured, but yeah, but also there's a. Uh, what's his, Arsenio does that during both the wedding scenes. You see him in the background talking to somebody, and the other person like cracks up because he did it to Eddie Murphy too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he did do it to Eddie. They're Murphy. like they're talking, and you just see him like turn, and then you see Eddie Murphy just start laughing. 
That's just Arsenio all the time. Yeah. He's never off. But I just I liked how they left that in the movie. I was like, I wonder what he said to him. Right. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go to least favorite character and let's start with uh, King Wally Joffer. Least favorite character? Yeah. Uh I didn't I didn't like Daryl's character. Not from the story. Uh not from the story angle, just I didn't like that character the way that character was played. Uh, it's kind I, of a, it was a bitch. Yeah, and I, again, <laughs> like not even from a. I just didn't like the way that character was played. Somebody else probably could have done that role the same way it was meant to be, and it just would have come off differently to me. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I didn't like the way that role was played. I hated like, his outfits the entire movie. I wanted. To I love the, out, the outfits. Oh. He <laughs> 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 was like producing his hair in the car. Like oh, that, that, the hair to me was a character. It was a it, it's, its own character. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Separate from Daryl was the hair. When they I got off the couch, him. Oh god, just I don't know it. In in the in the in the context of the movie, like the way that the way that he would react to certain things, you're like, that's that's not you're you're an idiot. Yeah, like, you're an idiot. Like that's not how people react to that kind of stuff. You're not you're not surprised right now. You're hurt or shocked or confused. Like he didn't have the right reactions. He didn't have the right timing. I didn't like the way that role was played. Well, I think I think maybe I think maybe that kind of played to he was he's always been this entitled little kid that you know I mean he never had the work. He never had the his dad invented Soglo. He didn't have to. He didn't know anything. He always got what he yeah, wanted. Yeah, he was so. a brat, and you got that from the car, and from his uh, not understanding how relationships worked, and, and that kind of thing. But man, I just didn't like that character at all. I, I tuned out when he would have <laughs> a part where he would be speaking. Or yeah, I, I wasn't really paying attention. I don't know if you guys were personally. Like I just really hate Jerry curls. I, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> So, Don't lie, Greg. If you, if you were alive in the '80s, you'd been rocking one too. No, Hell no. <laughs> probably you, Hell you, motherfucking no. You, Justin, Otis, nope. and Terrell would have been just the nope. juicy, bo- the juicy boys. Nope. <laughs> no, Terrell would have been the only juicy boy. I, 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 you can ask, ask your husband. Your husband definitely would have had a fucking Jericho because he said he would have it before. What I heard, husband, what's up? You would have. Would you have? Would you have been rocking a Jericho in the eighties? Oh 80s? yeah, I've been activating every day. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> leaving, 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 leaving outlines on every chair you sat down. Full <laughs> of shit. Don't listen to him. He barely picks um, his hair out now. Uh, Steve, he ain't, he ain't doing all the maintenance. Oh, for a Jerry Curl. I'd have been juicy as hell. It doesn't mean it, yeah, it would have just been juicy. It wouldn't have looked good. It'd just been wet and fucking dented. <laughs> but now my least my least favorite character was probably um uh, the main girl's sister. I don't remember. Yeah, her. yeah that was yeah. She oh, just, I like her. I couldn't stand her. No. What was her name? I have I have her Could name. Wait to give Eddie Murphy a handy. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you Patrice? Thank you, Katie. But yeah, I just I don't know. I just her character, she was everything. I mean, you know, obviously she like I guess it was she's supposed to be the opposite of her sister, but she's just like ugh. That and was then, a full strategy caught in handy at the garden. <laughs> but oh, I just yeah. I I didn't like that she was the the gold digger, just I don't know. Just everything about her just annoyed me. And then again, she just yeah, opposite of her sister. She didn't add much to the story other than just being a a gold digger. And I Her hair it. at the St. John's game was so fucked. 
She wasn't worried about her hair, Greg. She had her hands down her pants, down his pants. She ain't worried about her the hair. The only she thing that was good about her character, and I agree with Steve that, that that was like my least favorite character, like was that she was the entree into him like being able to really talk to Lisa or do any type of real time around her outside of work. Yeah. Outside of that, it really she really wasn't needed. I don't all. understand why she didn't want to try to get it with Sammy though, because even though he's the servant, he still clearly has money. Still a part of this. Right. Still yeah. a part of that. So why settle, man, when you can have the best? Why are you gonna settle oh, for something? I mean, I man? get that I get that, but she dropped Sammy for fucking Daryl. Who's like, yeah, he's rich. But he's not. Yeah, that's but gonna he end when the, when in what two more years when that when shit, the, when the Jericho out. dries up, <laughs> <laughs> when funds drawn up in what ninety five, ninety six, like yeah. they're not holding up forever. And I was like, but even though uh, you know, uh, with Semi's the yeah the, the butler, he still clearly had money and was used to having a lot of money. So actually, yeah. I don't think Semi was the butler. I think he was just his friend. I he was his. I think he was his assistant like his servant basically his like, like oha like yeah. oha or whatever yeah but they were closer than king the king and oha so yeah uh go with oh uh, yeah justin you go if you have more to say on that so. i mean outside of outside of that like she really like i said she really wasn't needed for this movie outside that whole entree at the game um and then her just her her complete her complicit in this lie that Semi has created about being the prince <laughs> was really silly to me. Um, I don't know. It, it, she just wasn't, there were just some weird reactions that she had sometimes. And I felt like her speech, her speaking was just like, eh, that's cool. You said something. Let's move on. Right. She like she didn't bring much just, to the table. No, she really didn't. And it was cool that like, like I said, her part got played and I felt like, Pretty much, like, after the game, we shouldn't have seen her again. But we did. And we saw her more than we needed to. Right? And I just felt like that was unnecessary. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got about her. She's the embodiment of, like, her dad, the product of what he was putting forth. Absolutely. Like, you need, to, you need to marry Rich, and that's all that matters. And so I Whatever you got to do. She's a good foil for Lisa, who, obviously, that didn't sink into her. She's like, I don't care about the money. Like, are you a good person? That's it. Right. You know? Um, yeah. So I think that was her main role is like to to be the foil. Mm. So she's supposed that's a good, to be. That's a good place to be, and I mean it. It definitely gets pointed out because it, it resonated with me and Steve, right? We're just like, well, you don't need to. You don't really need to be here. <laughs> Let's focus already, on the love story. Because she already had her dad doing like the same thing, and he but he, yeah. was, more, he was a more likable character. Yeah, and you know what I mean. So it the was parts like where, down on that. Yeah, the parts where it was supposed to be comedy with her outside of the the garden handy didn't really land with me. So <laughs> the garden handy, <laughs> <laughs> the handy at the garden. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Sarah. Yeah, since she since I, I'd like to I'd like to hear her more in, insight. Actually, so I don't have a least favorite character. Oh man. I know. Yeah, I think everyone has prepared. Jeez. No. Be more confrontational. Oh. <laughs> Be more confrontational. Coming from this from a story angle, I think everyone has a specific place to to roll. So <clears throat> I understand like not liking Daryl because the acting was bad, but Daryl is supposed to be smarmy and you're not supposed to like him. And uh, Patrice is supposed to be weird and you're not supposed to like her, you know, so because we don't really have like, there's not really a bad guy, you know, they're not fighting against a bad guy 
or someone that's trying to like split them up, whatever. Like it's just characters growing as people. And that's where I thought Daryl kind of was lacking though. Cause it seemed like he was set up to kind of be more <clears throat> evil and a douche than he was, but yeah. he kind of just didn't really put up a fight with Hakeem just taking his girl right in front of him. Oh, he got blowed <laughs> up anyway. I know, I know, but it seemed it seemed like you know, like most rom coms or whatever, they have the current boyfriend that like recognizes, oh, you're trying to steal my girl, and then he's just a douche the whole time. And I I know they tried to do something different. I think with Daryl, he he knew the writing, he saw the writing on the wall. That's why he went to the dad to ask for Lisa's hand and didn't ask her because he was like, ooh, I'm gonna force you into this because you think you're gonna slip away from me. Um, so like I don't. I don't know. Not all rom-coms need to have like that adversarial, I need to fight for my girl kind of thing. Like he was just an idiot, you know, his all yeah. around is stupid. So much, I don't think too much juice. Yeah. So juicy. Yep. That's exactly like, that's how bad of a guy he is that he wouldn't even put up a fight for it. He'd just be like, Oh, well, that didn't go well. All right. You know, let's move no, on. I don't think he actually loved her. I think it was Absolutely. just. Oh, definitely not. She was there. She's pretty. She's nice. People in the community like her. So sounds good. You know, like, might as well marry her. That seems fine. And it wasn't about love. <clears throat> it never is in the rom com. Heir to the McD- McDowell's throne. <laughs> <laughs> the heiress. McDowell. So heiress yeah. The heiress of the McDowell empire. Seven thousands. That was a really nice house. Like yeah, It was. Like, it, was, was. it was a pretty nice house, and especially since he said he grew up in a shack no bigger than the living room. I was like, he did pretty well for himself off of one rip-off restaurant. So. Yeah, off of corporate espionage. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do like how they, they had that dude at the beginning taking pictures. Yeah. Like, Get, out hey, 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 Get out of here! That restaurant was huge. The house on back, the back room like that? <laughs> Two offices? Yeah. Big-ass kitchen? McDonald's. A, McDonald's. Yeah, but that was a huge place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, he just plugging it everywhere he went and had a yeah. picture of it in his own goddamn house. <laughs> you have a picture of it too, as being baby. your baby, man. Yeah. He never <laughs> the Dad, I'm not plugging the restaurant. Like, at, at least give him the address. At least give him the address. Who hasn't gone? Greg, me, D-Pal. Okay, Katie. Uh, okay, Otis is gonna hate me for this right now. Uh, my least favorite character was Randy Wilson. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> the leader Wait, Randy of Watson? sexual chocolate. Randy Watson. Randy Watson. I do not hate it. I did not say I hate it. He's my least favorite character because I don't feel like his character, like that moment in the movie served no purpose other than for Eddie Murphy to dress up like one other character. No, he was plugging his band. He was plugging sexual chocolate. He was really into his singing and everyone hated it. He really was. Trash. <laughs> yes, I know that I know that Eddie Murphy had a solo career and that's fine, but he wasn't singing like Eddie Murphy's solo career. Like if he would have gone up there and sang Eddie Murphy's songs, Show them all. party all the time. If he would have gone up there and sang party all the time, I would have been all about it. But Every black singer has to have the shameless like shit. Look. Yeah. And you can't I just sing in the like, butt at a black awareness rally. Every black person has to have like someone. Greg, what'd you say? 
All right. Every black function, I can see why they did that because every in real life, every black function has to have that unnecessary plug for some shit that's just then you don't need. Breaking his neck, nodding in approval. Give him a sense. You got the platform. Throw it out there anyway. I understand that, but the idea that they could have an entire rally and like they hired the shittiest singer guy, like come on. No one else in that fucking crowd could sing. That's from Queens because he's from Queens. It subverts expectations. That's what he was on. He was about. Missy. He was on the hit TV show. <laughs> yeah, he was on that TV that's show. That's my mama. Are you kidding me? Come on, Katie. That's my mama. He, he was he the cop. Was featured in that shit. Are you kidding me? You never seen that's my mama. That's you never my, seen mama. That's my mama. I seen that's my mama. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a fucking mess. But, All right. okay. but I understand what you're saying. If I wish Randy had another song, or later yeah. on he sang something else, it. For yeah, you, it they, probably if, would help you if, out. If they had tied it in to some other moment in the film, like him being a shitty singer or whatever, or aside from that, like one off-putting line at the party, <laughs> like they needed him to be more involved in the film. If like I understand number two, it, yeah, it was just pointless. I don't know his that whole scene was pointless. Mm. Love me some sexual chocolate. That's a I good name. Everybody's so lovely. I'm going to go by the numbers with my least favorite character. I know you guys, someone said it before me. Um, but y- y'all know, and, and people listening, that I love bad guys. I usually pick the bad guys as my favorite character if they're good. Uh, Daryl, he seemed like a low-level bad guy. But then... He didn't even like do anything evil, and like Sarah said, not every movie needs that person. Like, no, I'll take out, take him out. I was, you know, not every movie needs that person. But he just seemed, he seemed bitch made. And yes, if he (laughs) tried to fight Akeem, Akeem would have just blew him out. He he took out Samuel Jackson real quick, like, and that dude had a shotgun. So he's not worried about. I was expecting the. I was expecting the you know the rom com trope to show up where it's like Daryl takes exception to it and then he pulls some kind of crappy. Um, he's the one that outs Akeem. Yeah, and he, then she gets he's the one who outs Akeem, and then if we find out later that he's cheating on her, so it's like I was expecting that kind of story, but that never came of it. So it was. It was yeah, nice like, that it, they it was, didn't follow that trope. Yeah, though. it was yeah. nice that they didn't follow that. However, he didn't have a any kind of um, what do you call it? A tension because of yeah. him. So yeah, he really wasn't a bad guy. He was just a piece of shit. What? Yeah, it's just he was just in the way of Akeem getting with Patrice. Yeah, no. Lisa. 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 Oh, Lisa. Uh, but no, yeah, he was like my least favorite. Everyone else had something they were doing, like Patrice giving like, what did you say, garden handies? Which that's got me in a garden. Wasn't nothing handies. in the way of getting it with Patrice. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone had something they were doing. The dad from Good Times was trying to get his his daughter like a good life. Everybody had something, but he was just there, and he's like, I got a juicy head, and like I'm trying to like trick my girlfriend into marrying me, kind of, or like. It had hey, really weak jokes, guys. really weak jokes about him being yeah, from Africa. Africa. <laughs> yeah, it must think, be nice wearing clothes. I think, so I think like the bad guy in the movie, okay, like I think now that I think about this, I've been thinking about it as we talked about it more, 
it like shifts perspective, right? So like when you first see Daryl, you're like, oh shit, okay, this is this competition. We got to focus on this guy. Like, how do we get him out of the picture, right? And once it, he he kind of gets himself out of the picture, you don't really have to really worry about it. Then at around the time that he gets himself out of the picture, now he's uh, Akeem has created a lie, right? He thinks she he she thinks he's a goat herder, and it takes over as like like the main source of like bad guys like this lie just oh just hanging over looming over it all like at any point in time this could be exposed so you kind of have to like take that for what it is i guess so like it kind of shifts and you kind of don't get the big payoff of like just like you said like coming back to it and we're like both things get clash and it blows up but i guess they just use that overarching lie as like somewhat as, a, as like a tale like hey like you could blow it all up with one lie you know what i mean like yeah. So I guess in a way it was kind of like that. Realistically, mm-hmm. sometimes that would be enough to like mess up a relationship. If I was like, yeah, absolutely. Hey, Katie, like I'm a pirate or something and I'm rich. And like, he's like, why the fuck did you not tell me at the beginning? I'm like, <laughs> like I want to make sure he loved me. Yeah. <laughs> Whitney put it, Whitney was up, felt the way like. Um, you were very loud like, right now. Move the oh, mic a little sorry. bit. Sorry. Sorry. We, we both kind of felt that. Um, you know, her getting upset that she, that he lied to him, lied to her about being poor, is is really weird. Like, okay, well, why would you be mad about that? Because he he wants to know that if you love him because when he's poor, it's like it's it's one thing to be poor and pretend to be rich and trick someone into loving you, and then it's like you know that Joe Millionaire shit. It's like, well. I- People don't like being lied to. I think, yeah, yeah but, but I think she was in a state of shock, too, because, like, you just met this guy's dad for the first time, and he's telling you, oh, he's a prince. Not only is he a prince, he don't even give a shit about you. He just came here to fuck. Like, even though it goes against everything yeah. he's shown you, right? Exactly. He literally had the opportunity to, to bang you and said, no. You gotta go. Holy shit, there's flowers here. Can't do that. Get back in the taxi, right? So yeah. I think that was, like, the way it kind of, like, he, fought back. Again. He was working at McDowell's. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> crazy rich, but he's working at McDowell's. Like, and Just to get to you. Yeah, it's like, you couldn't see that that was... She like, did. It just... I, well, I, not, I know. Not eventually, right yeah. Then. Eventually yeah. she did. It just didn't... There was so much happening in that moment. And I think it would happen for anyone, right? Like, you just get told this, like, bombshell, and you're like... What the fuck? Hold on, wait. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> what do you and, mean? And then you also find out that he was already pledged to get married to somebody else. Yeah, and that's, then that's and then his his you know king of oh, a father basically up. basically tells you you're not good enough for my kid. Like, yeah, she's just like I need to go. And then he shows up. She's like, that's great, but I need to fucking like give me a minute. And then <laughs> my brain is like halfway imploding right now. <laughs> I need like time. <laughs> so. Okay, so just like um, all the guys were leading me toward the ending, uh, so Lisa needs time, and she leaves Akeem on the subway. The nice old lady's like, we can get married if you want. And so Akeem accepts that Lisa doesn't want him, and he's going to go back home and get married, you know, his arranged marriage to the barking lady that hops on one leg. At mm-hmm. this point, he's, he's fine with it, you know. And so when he gets there for the wedding, lo and behold, the veil gets pulled back. It's Lisa. She was like, yeah, I love you. And, in a you know, gigantic pink dress. Yeah, yeah, that pink was a mess. <laughs> okay, so, like, everybody's going to hate on the pink dress, but, like, I don't know why, but I love that scene. I, I I always have. Like, every time I see that scene, 
it literally it makes it makes me shed a small tear, a thug tear, it makes it come down. Okay. So like, it, 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 it does because I don't know. It's such like a beautiful ending because like it could have gone so shitty so quickly and it did go shitty really quick. But at the same time, like he was so like surprised and like there's a moment when you see like in the HD, like I guess you can kind of like upgrade it. And the dress looks terrible and whatever, but like in her eyes, like she's so happy and like there's a moment where like you can see like she's about to start crying. Like that's how good she's acting, right? Where I was like, damn, she felt this shit. Like that was real. Like she's really excited. Like I felt it, it made me feel it. So I was like, I really enjoyed that moment when he's like, oh shit. And, and she's really excited. So I don't know, I love that moment. Yeah, it's really, it, it, makes me it was a great ending. So let's get to seven word synopsis. Oh, actually before that. Oh. Um, so there was a question that came up when I was watching this movie that kind of shifted the tone of the movie a lot for me. And it's actually part of my seven words synopsis. So maybe I should wait until then. I'll wait. I'll wait. We'll go first. Words. Okay. Hey, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. What? What's going on? Go. Uh, my uh, least favorite character. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just oh, trampoline. My bad. My bad. It wasn't just you. I don't think Greg went either, did he? Oops. And Wally. <laughs> no, I went. Oh, Wally went. Wally, Wally went. went. Wally Stop went cleaning first. your goddamn throat like you need attention. <laughs> Cut that. Just chop it back. My least favorite <laughs> character at the beginning was Mr. McDowell. With Cleo until he stood up to King. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I mean, he was he was instilling in his girls that you need to marry a rich guy. Marry a rich man. Marry a rich man. Yeah, I get it. The guy who grew up poor and all that, but you shouldn't be teaching your daughters that value. You know what I'm saying? Like well, he justified it. He, he said, I, at one point, he said, "I want better for you and your sister than me and your mom had." Yeah, but it, it seemed like he kind of had a hidden agenda too. Like, well, shit, if my girls are gonna be, you know, if my girls are gonna be here, then I'm gonna be right there with them riding coattail. He did you show know? up. The, he did show up at the wedding looking extra happy. Yeah, like, <laughs> and you know, that was kind of greasy on his part that he was. That he was doing that, you know, kind of like low key, like yeah, they're gonna marry rich, so I'm I'm set. But I mean, if he already owned McDowell, McDowell's, he, he didn't need to work it, or he didn't have to. He had to do that, but then it, but then like when he stood up to the king and said, "There's no amount of money that'll ever get you, that'll ever get me to sell out my daughter like that." Then I was like, "All right, he's he's cool. He really does just want better for them." Yeah. But at the beginning, I was just kind of like, dude, this guy's kind of greasy. And and just the kind of way he exploited his employees, <laughs> you know, like after after an attempted robbery and he says, that guy's hit us up four or five times. He's like, hey, why don't you guys come be my valets and serve champagne at my house party? Yeah. And it never it never says if he paid them or whatever, you know. So just kind of he's kind of a greasy dude in the beginning, you know. But not Daryl Greasy. No, no, not not that kind of greasy. Like, <laughs> intention, his, his, his intentions were greasy. There you go. Um, did we say Greg was missing? Yes, Greg. Uh, I won't take forever, but my least favorite was also Patrice because of a lot of things you guys said. I already said I hated her hair in, in the St. John's game. <laughs> Obviously, she was a gold digger. Obviously, she was incredibly thirsty. What I didn't like particularly about her most was. When she thought Arsenio Hall was the king, it's cool if you don't want to be with, with Akeem anymore. But when you're leaving the apartment, 
why you gotta be a dick to him just all of a sudden? <laughs> just, like, you yeah. Bye. Like, okay, you don't want to be with him anymore, but why? Why you gotta like just treat him like that now? <laughs> and, and oh, Justin, I'm glad you're back because I had a question for you actually. Yes, sir. Speaking of Patrice, and and that also and that also brings in the the wife that he was supposed to marry, Aunt Viv, by the way. Um, Justin, did you do you watch this now? Considering who he left and who he ended up being with, do you watch this now and you get the vibe that people can watch this and kind of think this gives off the issues of colorism in the black? Community? Absolutely, absolutely. It's all over, right? So like the dark skin is just throwing herself at him and he's like, bitch, please get off me. But the light skin one is like, oh, I'm like pristine, perfect girl and everybody wants me and I'll do, I'll keep, you'll fall in love with me. And it's just like, oh, well, I want her. She's, yeah, I want her, right? Because when you, when you see his first wife, you're like, damn, she's fine. Golly. Okay. Okay. And then you're like, oh, he just dismissed. Oh, okay. All right. And you're thinking the chick that he meets next is going to be like, like what? Oh my God. And Lisa's fine. She is fine. But at the same time, it's just like a weird dynamic. Yeah. It's, it's that Tyler Perry situation in Tyler Perry movies. It's always the dark skinned dude. He's the bad dark bald. I'm I'm dark bald and black. Yeah. (laughs) But then, and then at some point the lady meets a nice light skinned dude and then light skinned dude's going to just, Save her from whatever problems she's got. Tyler I Perry does it. I will, I will always be light skinned just for you. <laughs> I will always be light skinned just for you. Yeah, there's there's other movies. Tyler Perry's not the only one that does it, but yeah, that happened. Tomorrow more. I don't think they were aiming for that, but looking at it with eyes from 2020, I get what you guys are saying. It comes out that way. But um, yeah, it's just unfortunate. But I like to think that in Zamunda, everyone's like darker. And so that's why she, around that area, people are going to be a little bit darker than America. And that's why she was like that dark. And plus, she was beautiful. And then when she they go to Queens she, and finds Lisa, she's a little bit lighter because it makes sense. Just, yeah, light. like 30 minutes, about at least 30 minutes of the film, I started to get that vibe. Like, you know, I could see where people could watch this and get that vibe. Like, this is there's this whole colorism issue where absolutely where the man, the black man, prefers the lighter skin the lighter skin skin than a dark skin woman and then i found myself trying to justify like like well maybe not because like you see all those dancers some of those background like at the black awareness meeting like there's some dark girls in that too so yeah (laughs) so they put a lot of fine darkness around the one light really light (laughs) and i actually i actually googled uh during the movie i googled uh coming to america colorism because i wanted to see if anyone had like made any commentary on it i haven't done any of the reading yet but sure enough like first result someone saying i love coming to america but we have to address the colorism issue so i'm interested in actually reading in that and seeing what they what their comments on it are but i just wanted to that when you perspective i don't I don't. I can't say if I feel that way for sure that it, there was there was an issue of colorism, but I could definitely see where people could take it that way. So I thought if, that was, if I his intended that. wife popped back up and did bad stuff to try to cause Akeem and Lisa to break up, then yeah, it would have been like oh, okay. But at the same time, they do make her bark like a dog and ooh, like an orangutan, like kind of more primitive. 
primitive and animalistic. I mean, you can you can read into a lot of things when you yeah. want to. I don't know if that I doubt that's what they were probably honestly going for, but <laughs> Did you Craig, say I, that did you say that Amani was Aunt Viv, Craig? Is that what you said? Uh Amani was the queen? Yeah. No, no Amani was, was the, the queen to be. Uh the, 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 the attendant. Was, wasn't the arranged marriage woman? Wasn't that Aunt Viv? No. 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 Yeah, she looked like Aunt Viv to me. That wasn't it. That wasn't dark skinned Aunt Viv. That wasn't dark skinned Aunt Viv. I just sat up and screamed if that was Aunt Viv. I was sitting there watching. I was like, man, young dark, young, young dark Aunt Viv look good. But I can, I can see where, I can see where Greg's coming with that. Shut up, like, Kevin. I can see where Greg's coming with that because Fresh also the, uh, because also Aunt the guys Viv. in the barber shop like. Who, who's the one cracking the most jokes or laughing really like the the two dark ah, guys? Are the one, yeah, you the got the worst. Like, hey, Arsenio's old man. Remember at the the black conference, they called him uh, Clarence called him Tar Black. You oh, Tar yeah. Black motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they went in on him yeah. hardest out of all of them. So I I could I could kind of see where Greg's coming from with the colorism as well, like <laughs> the way they portrayed and treated those characters in the movie. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, according to Charlie Murphy, him and Eddie Murphy were the two darkest motherfuckers in Hollywood at the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Murphy's nice. black as fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> brother's dark. Darkness. <laughs> Twin brother's darkness. Okay, uh, did everybody go? <laughs> yeah. We're good. Yes. Yeah. Well, hey, okay, you, so Steve, yeah, go first with your seven <laughs> words. Okay, so my first one is the the royal penis clean highness. I knew everybody was gonna have it. I was like, everybody's gonna have this as I'm typing it down. It's just it's such a just a great line and Not everybody. Yeah. And then just the first right. line of the that fucking ludicrous album and just King. King. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the United States of America. America. Company, yo, bitch ass. Bitch ass. Welcome to the dirty south where the geese yeah. like. But they even, boom, boom. You know, yeah. that song is called Coming to America, and they even make references to Zamunda and several parts of that movie. So, like, that was my first one. But my second one, which is something I wanted to talk about, um, is African dictator's son looks for future wife. <laughs> African dictator's son. Um, where did they get the money? It's not Wakanda. They don't have future tech. And I was just like, <laughs> it's, and then like the, the, he's supposed to be marrying like a warlord. A, a, yeah. A warlord general's daughter was the, the one he was supposed to marry. I was like, is he fucking like Edie Amin over here? And he's supposed to be like, look how happy I was like, I don't know, man. Usually African at this time, a lot of those wealthy people in Africa sometimes are warlords. And it's like, mm, that kind of changed some of the, some of the outlook on the movie, I was just, I was laughing at myself the whole time because I was like, "That's fucked up now," but goddamn it, I was like, "I can like Joffers, but ugh. yeah, Zamunda probably swings on people and take all that shit." Because <laughs> all all those people at the ball, all the men were in military uniforms with a bunch of medals and shit on them. There was like, hmm, I don't know about this. So he had a big fucking line on him. <laughs> like a dead yeah, line. Boy, that, I like, man, I would I would kill for one of those, bro. Yeah. How do you acquire such decor? <laughs> <laughs> With big ass diamonds coming out yeah, the eyes. Yeah, like just... you know, I mean, an older Prince Akeem is on the money, so it's like that's a recent, recently made dollar. Because it's not like little little kid Akeem who's like, well, he's like at least eighteen, nineteen in that picture. 
So. Revolution. They just took that shit over like two and a half years ago, man. Steve, so. those are the people that racists point to and say, well, black people enslave black people. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a choice, Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Harriet Tubman just led black people to more slavery. Right. So, but either way, I was just, it was just something I, like when I, I thought of it real quick, I was like, that's fucked up now. And now it kind of changes how Prince Keem and the king are like, oh no. No, this is, this is movie magic. You're not supposed to question that. Just like you're not supposed to question that 11 year old in a coat that's not made for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too deep, Steve. Too deep. You dug a little too far. I know. It just, but I was like, hey, it's seven words. Yeah. So, African dictator's son looks for future wife. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're gonna go with uh, Wally. Um, I went with lettuce, pickles, onions, cheese, but no seeds. <laughs> <laughs> he makes it very clear <laughs> there's a distinct difference between McDowell's and McDonald's, and it is the seedless buns. <laughs> they don't use seedless buns. Everything else is the same. The sauce is <laughs> Special sauce. Well, he says special sauce. I'm assuming it's the same sauce. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He makes a point to say we don't have sesame yeah. seeds on he's our like, buns. Yeah, he's like, but we don't have seeds on our McDonald's uses seed, uh, sesame seed buns. We don't have seeds on our buns. <laughs> very clear about that. It's a very, 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 very clear line between those two restaurants. <laughs> That's a company man right there. <laughs> My synopsis is centered around pointing that out. They are separate, different things. We need to, we need to empower Mr. McDowell. Right. Him and his golden arcs. It's a nice man with a business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that didn't that restaurant actually like pop they up did as open. a thing? Yeah, they did. They, they they did one of those pop ups in Queens, yeah. actually. Yeah. There was like a uh, thing for a little bit. You could go to McDowell's. It was like a promotional thing or something like that. I was I kinda look at McDowell's like uh have you ever been to an Aldi supermarket? <laughs> it's just like it's not Pop Tarts, it's like Pop toasters or something like that. same yeah, packaging, same color. <laughs> it's just toaster bun, everything. Yeah, it's just toaster a different pops. name. I was like, yeah, all right, toaster pops. All right, Aldi, I see what you're doing. Get out of here. They'll probably do it again. They'll probably do it again when the sequel comes out. Probably it's not Arizona. Yeah. It's Santa Fe iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Captain Crunch. It's like Colonel Crunchy. Almost there. Almost. But it's the same exact. Yeah, it's the same exact packaging and coloring and lettering. Colonel Crunchy, and it's, like, and it's a young ass dude. A young instead of the old ass Colonel, it's a young ass dude. Um, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Taco, with yours. Uh, Darth Vader uh, tries to get son married. I go almost, almost there, my. Okay, so about that, there's um, when Joffrey's there, King Joffrey's there. And he's talking to Mr. McDowell, and yeah. the Vader drop. He's like, "Oh, um, do you want do you want me to to get him to come home or whatever?" And he's like, "No, just uh, just uh, call me when uh, when he comes back." But uh, no, he's like, uh, "Leave them to me." And he said it in that fucking Darth Vader voice yeah, that he did I'll in with, Return I'll of the deal Jedi. With it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I'll do it myself. It was. It I'll was just like. It was just, it was, it was, it was really cool. I, I, like, I, I did up, a little, like, I did a little squeeze. I like, squeeze. It was like, oh, that's so fucking great. He was one step away from choking, you know, force choking. Force choking Mr. McDowell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that was really good. That, that, that made me happy. I, I, I giggled. Uh, Justin, go ahead. 
Mine's very simple. It's from our favorite beloved song. A movie of affection, a movie of affection clean of infection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> queen. Simple and effective. I, do I like didn't this. realize. Okay, so like I've seen this movie a gajillion. I probably watch this movie like once a year. Like no bullshit. I have it on DVD. Fuck. Um, so like, I I've watched it a million times. I never never. I've seen I sing the song a gajillion times. I never realized that one word was in there. Was infection. infection. I was like, like it caught. <laughs> I was like, wait 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 wait. Stop. <laughs> I was like, oh it's shit. The royal that's penis so queen. Funny. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, that's how clean she is. I was like, that's... Clean of infection, baby. In Africa, I guess that's... You need to put that out there, I guess, at that time. I guess that's a good idea. <laughs> it was the 80s, it man. Very smart. It was the 80s. Very good, very good advertising on her part. So, like, she can just... She just walked out of there, like, unmarried. So, it's like, hey, like, I'm clean. Like, what's up? Like, I can get a new kingdom. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> Who's next in line? Um, <laughs> Um, okay, who hasn't gone yet? Um, Greg, Deepal, Sarah. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Otis. Okay, so I got a couple. Uh, good morning, my neighbors. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's great. Like New York. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Daily Show. Who's the guy that does the Daily Trevor Show? Trevor Noah or John Trevor Stewart? Or John Stewart. Uh, Trevor Noah went out on his balcony and sang what an Aladdin song. Mm-hmm. I can show you the world. And somebody was like, "Shut the fuck up!" And like it's just <laughs> New York. Like, <laughs> like you can't be happy outside. I remember Terrell did that once. Some kid above us in our apartment was Sunday morning was singing some church song, and then <laughs> Terrell I was like in his room. He was talking. Oh, He's like, "Hold on." Open the window. Shut the fuck up. And like closed it. <laughs> it got quiet. Like it was too early to be happy. Like shut that shut that shit down. Okay. So uh oops, I thought you were someone else. That Martin Luther King story. I think that's the coolest. Martin Luther King just walking, like, oh, I'm not my bad. My bad. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> and then uh it was a line that the parents they were talking about love. Uh, they said very fine line between love and nausea, and mom. Oh, yeah, like her, oh, the, her that queen. Is, she she double take go, like, motherfucker. Like, like, <laughs> she's like, really the fuck? Yeah, yeah she I looked at him, looked back, and then was like, wait a second, and looked extra hard at him the second time. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a great line. It, it made me like giggle because you know the parents because there was an arranged marriage, but they like love each other now. But it's like. Other. He's like, yeah, when we first got together, like, you know, I was nervous and stuff. I, I thought that was cool. It was, you know, it it was pretty funny how <laughs> it was pretty funny too how low key he delivered that line. There's a fine line between little love and dig. Not. <laughs> yeah. a little, a little quick dig. Yeah, a little. <laughs> okay. Best dance sequence in a non musical movie. Yeah. Abdul crushed it. And that was crazy, man. Like, that shit was beautiful. I said, I turned to Otis and said that the costume designers on this fucking film deserve infinite raises because those headdresses should not have stayed on as well as they did throughout that entire sequence. Like, I'm pretty sure they shot, they had to have shot that scene like five or six different times from a bunch of different angles because those headdresses had to have fallen off of a bunch of people. Because they were like, the long feathers were like waving hella hard. Mm-hmm. Whatever they had, like holding them in people's head, was fucking incredible. Um, and then my gorilla good then is uh, Mufasa and Sarabi forced Donkey to marry. 
<laughs> Animals. Uh, Sarah. Okay, so my seven-word synopsis reads like a uh, classified ad. Uh, Prince Goatherder seeks sincere wifey queen. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Call this number. <laughs> like, that's what... nice. Nice. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I'm in the family business. Oh, yeah? What's that? Okay. Goat herding. Uh, goat herding, yeah. Uh, goat, uh, herding. goat herding. Goat herding, yeah. Uh, uh, who, yeah. who has the gun? B-Pal. And Greg. B and Greg. Greg. Go ahead. Who, me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got I got two. One is an original one. It's uh, Princess Amunda falls for Burger Broad. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I like that. And then uh, one of my favorite lines is, when he walks in the second time and the the Jewish guy goes, hey, look, it's Kunta Kinte. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just starts losing their shit. Just, ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that I'm one. Beat his right. ass for that. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did like when the king shows up and he's about to leave and uh, Clarence is like, who got pick up all these goddamn flowers? Flowers all of his floors. Like, I'm not sweeping that up. Hey, he calls him Kunta in that scene too because they're, yeah. they're like looking around like, who's that? And then he's like, he goes, who? Kunta! Upstairs! Live on the fifth floor. Yeah, take it home, Greg. Okay. Oh, well. Steve took my first one. Steve. He took everybody's. Yeah, he's everybody's. First. Not everyone. Not everybody. <laughs> I will. I will say before I say my other ones. The, speaking of coming to America, Ludacris. Uh, that song samples both uh, New World Symphony and I think Mozart's Requiem. I just wanted to throw that out. Mm. But anyway, my synopses. Uh, my first one: African prince takes Black Utopia for granted. <laughs> if coming to America, it. The second one is in 2020, then that hits home even more because why would you want to bring your ass here right now? Keep your ass in, in, in paradise. Don't bring your <laughs> ass. And my second one, how many roses y'all niggas go through? Right? <laughs> just, just dumping it. That was literally one of the first questions I wrote down. What was their flower budget in Zamunda? Oh, shit. It's probably why they're rich. Uh, one of the flower girls, I don't know if anybody's seen the uh, uh, Jamie Foxx show. Yes. Yeah. It was yeah. fancy. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Thank you. I couldn't remember. I was like, I know her, but I don't know what. And then I saw her name. I was like, I don't know the name, but what the fuck is she from? Thank you yeah. for telling she me. She was that. so young. I was like, yep. <laughs> Was that the last one? Was that, was that it? Mm -hmm. I did laugh when they're outside the fucking Waldorf Astoria and they're throwing the rose petals, but it's so damn windy that it's like, it was blowing away. It's like, <laughs> hucking, I'm like, he's not even stepping yeah. on one at this point. <laughs> okay, so this film came out June 29th, 1988. Uh, what do you guys think the budget for Coming to America was? 12 million. million. Steve, you said 12? Yep. Sarah? 100 million. 100 million. Wow. You're not good at this game. <laughs> uh, Taco. Uh, I'm going to go 20 million. Greg. 21 million. You, you didn't say it. And I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin. I'm going to go 17.5. Yes. Ooh. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, no. This gas brought to you by Pioneer DJing Systems. Sponsor me, please. Uh, Twenty-five million. <laughs> oh, thanks, oh, you took twenty-five million. Yes, sir. Twenty-five million and one dollar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> $1 this is Jurassic Park. Are we playing prices, right? Rules. I didn't know. Oh yeah, because, it's dr- because I got them last week on Jurassic Park. Yep. <laughs> okay, so the budget for coming to America was thirty-six million. So that's me. Yeah, now that I think about it, with all the costumes, yeah, that was There's a million flowers alone. Yeah, that was at least hundred thousand just for flowers. Okay, plus the hand-drawn, the hand-drawn scenes. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think the uh, box office was for coming to America? Eighty million. Uh, sorry, one hundred twenty million. One hundred twenty. Oh. Uh, Sarah. I'm gonna go hundred again. Safe bet. Uh, Taco. Ninety million. Greg. Not nah, bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 92 million. Mm. Uh, Justin. It was in my head, Kev, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I was going to put my a little lower than that, but now, now I'm worried. Um, <laughs> what are we doing? You, you do hey, you. shut the fuck up. Let me pick my number. <laughs> get, get peer pressured into higher numbers. <laughs> that happens. I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to stick with my guns. I'm going to go 85 million. 85. 85. 85. D-Pal. higher than me. This guest brought to you by Red Bull. Please sponsor me too. Two hundred ninety million. Woo! Uh, he about went for it. <laughs> this ain't Blockbuster Month. This comedy month. This boy, this boy gonna do it. Uh, Wally. Black people want to go see this movie seventeen times. Two two hundred fifty million. Oh damn! Two fifty. This movie made a lot of money. With conviction, it made a lot of money. I know it made a lot of money. It's the height of Eddie Murphy. They yeah. Okay. It, it, this is like yeah. It made a lot of money. Ladies and gentlemen, the box office for coming to America was $350 million. Oh, damn. Oh, it could have been in Blockbuster Month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This was the era where Eddie Murphy really could do no wrong. Or if he did wrong, you're already paid. So, yeah, I like giving your money back. So, this is before for the daddy daycare and all those Or uh, Pluto Nash. That shit. Or Norbit. Quite a Norbit. bit. He yeah. said Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash was bad. Wait. I like Ice Fine, but that movie disease. was not good. What are you talking about, man? Fucking fly down like... Like Jellybird. Jellybird. <laughs> like Jellybird? Yes, like like a Jellybird. That's actually, yeah, that's actually the, the nickname we had for it, Jellybird. <laughs> I love Ice Fine, but I don't think it did that good. I don't think it was... No, it didn't. Commercially great. <laughs> But it's a good movie. Wait, what? What Pluto Nash quote does he use, Taco? I don't know, but like, I asked, like he says it, and I ask him, "What the hell's that from?" He's like, "Oh, that's from Pluto Nash." I was like, "Why are you saying that? You, you've, you've said something. I just don't remember what it is. I know I you, know. you've quoted Pluto Nash several times. <laughs> I've it's been a hot man since I've seen Pluto Nash. I was like depressed watching that. Oh, like, this ain't good. <laughs> it's not good at all. Okay, uh, does anybody have anything else for uh, Coming to America? Yes. Did anybody else love those subtle jokes that weren't 
supposed to be at the forefront, making you bust your gut laughing. But if you paid attention, like when he goes to talk to his wife, he's like, can I talk to you for a second? And he opens the door for her. And that scene takes like 20 seconds. Because, because trained. Because of the train on the dress. Yeah. The whole joke is like, I have to talk to you. And so she walks in and you just hear, for the next, like, <laughs> for the next <laughs> seconds, it's just <Yeah>. fabric. <laughs> it, there's literally no other sound in that. It's just the fabric of the dress dragging across the floor. It, uh, it's good continuity-wise. Um, it's great. Yes, yes, it was fantastic. Just a great joke that didn't take a whole lot of energy or effort. Uh, and then when they're at the at the bar and they're going through the different ladies. Oh, my God. He's that trying seems... to get a take. The rapper, the rapper girl, yeah. gets me Peaches. every yeah. Her name was Peaches. Time. Those are real. My name is Peaches. <laughs> and I'm the best. I'm the best. All the DJs. I like the one like at the beginning. The one at the beginning. Semi's face. Was it really? Yeah, they were a real hip-hop group. Those girls were a real hip-hop group. Semi's face in that scene is so funny, dude. I like the girl at the beginning of that, where she's like, can I tell you a secret? I worship the devil. Like, real real funny, just watching that. Watching that in retrospect, I was like, okay, this is hilarious. Still funny as fuck, but like under more of a critical eye, right? (laughs) I thought to myself, I'm like, now, if you saw two guys walk up to you and you had no interest in them, what would be the first thing that came out of your mind? Came to your mind? I got it. I'll get these sons of bitches to go away. <laughs> and I thought to myself, what a what a modern joke in in a non modern time, even though it wasn't there, right? Like I could think that without it having to be there, right? I just thought that was fun. <clears throat> also, the shit eating grin Simi gives when that chick's like. I do the group thing too. He's I'm like, into the yeah. group thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, that sounds good to me. <laughs> I like the uh, the opening scene too, where everything everything is every door just clap clap. The door opens. So somebody <laughs> somebody's behind every door waiting to. They must have a staff of like a thousand people. His <laughs> alarm clock is a. Orchestra, a twelve-piece band. Yeah, Yeah, orchestra. (laughs) Well, if you notice, when he was getting when he was getting his teeth brushed, the guy brushing his teeth, the guy that gave him water, the guy that that dabbed him. Yeah, the guy that dabbed him, the guy that put the the stuff on. They're all different people. So he had like six people to help him brush his teeth. It was like what the (laughs) fuck, man. And then wipers, wipers. Yeah, yeah. Then they have ass wipers, (laughs) and he couldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't let him go to the bathroom by himself. Since it's my birthday, can I wipe my own ass? Yeah. yeah, homeboy. He was homeboy like most, most amusing. But the bathroom had a bidet in it. So what the fuck does he got to <laughs> fancy? Got to get them. Got to get them deep dinglies, man. Spot, man. When you got all those prisoners of war, man, you got to. That's a lot of grime to wash off you. How would you? How would you snooze that orchestra? Like, say you want to sleep in one day. I think they just get quiet, but yeah. they're still playing. But they just. <laughs> really quiet. <laughs> so it's just still happening. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, sleeping. Um, I like when the when the king was like, "Okay, no more throwing roses at my son's feet and all the rose petals." Them girls, like, them girls ducked out quick. They go, Ooh. <laughs> Anyone who throws at my son's feet will answer to me. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <They're> like, <"We're laughs> <gonna die." laughs> but hey, to set to set that up, remember they sat down at each end of that long ass table. And for like 20 seconds, silence. The joke is 
that it's a giant table. <laughs> they're at two opposite ends of it. Using a radio, and, and they're just looking around the centerpieces at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's when he comes the over. Joke. They, yeah. look confu- they look confused when he stands up. He's like, I think he's coming over. And they're like, oh. And they what? yell at the rose petals and they have to run, <laughs> run in front of him. But then, and then when he gets there, when he gets over there, he's like, son, you grew a mustache. He's like, yeah, like a year ago. He's like, it's been that long since he's seen his son face to face. It's been a year. Yeah, like Joffy, it's been a year. The, yeah. the, the, the mopping scene, too, that's like 30 seconds of <laughs> where, he just, silence, where he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's silent there's no dialogue but it's hilarious because it's just 30 seconds of him going back and forth just and smiling then, his ass off yeah, all the time no cuts one take it's just you're <laughs> yeah, gonna watch dude. this and you will laugh because he's doing the same thing yeah, as he here. goes back and forth the mop bucket just hitting the floor just Wee! I love it. I love. I love that they don't need dialogue for some of those jokes. You just I love, look at something and it's hilarious. I like. There's two camera looks. One is when uh, he she's barking like a dog, where he tells her to bark like a dog, and she just look. He looks over at the camera like really, mm-hmm. and then just looks back at her. It's like we're almost. That, they almost break character. Daryl. Daryl does that too yeah. when and Patrice Darryl comes on to him at the, the end. Uh, he looks at the screen like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, what, another one of those little subtle things where you're just like, dude, like. Are they yeah. breaking characters? They know Break, he breaks the fourth or... wall. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking funny. Yeah, I love movies like that. Sorry, that's that's what I had. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. A lot of good subtle humor in this. No, no, this this movie's great. If you haven't seen it, seriously, give it a shot. It's 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 a damn good one, and it seems like everybody enjoyed it. I'm glad Taco. I got. I'm glad you liked it. Oh yeah, like watch this it. This is great. It's a this good is, one. This is a pop culture powerhouse. There's so many jokes that that are pulled from this movie there's there's a lot of stuff in pop culture that is referenced about this movie and it's it's it filled in a lot of gaps for me yeah. and i like it. it's like oh this is behind that oh, this is this it was a great movie it was wonderful i loved it yeah i'm ashamed that i hadn't seen it before because it's really funny i think it's still really funny uh for you know modern time or whatever i it's a good movie yeah was this the first time you you saw it? Was first time I've ever seen it. I've 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 wanted to see it, and I knew that I should see it, but I just never got around to doing it. And I was, I'm upset with myself that I hadn't seen it before this because it's great. Oh yeah, it's it's great. So um, <laughs> this was the first pick. Uh, I don't know. We haven't officially picked what the next one is in comedy month. But it'll be something that makes us giggle. I'm, I'm, like, I feel safe <laughs> with all the picks that we that we go for in comedy month. I know it's gonna be something solid, so I'm not worried about that. But um, but yeah. But for everyone here, uh, thank you, Sarah. We got a special guest. It's like me, Katie, and the Texas boys. But then Sarah's here because uh, as long as I've known Sarah. Like, we always toss out quotes from Coming to America, and then she brings up stuff. So I knew Sarah loves this movie. So when we picked it out, I, like, texted her. I was like, hey, Sunday, we're doing this. Like, I know you want – you'll like this, so be there. And she's like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be there. So I'm glad. Uh, at some point, Sarah, we need to watch The Golden Child because I love that movie. <laughs> All you haters, go away, okay? More than <laughs> I love Golden Child. I love Golden Child. Golden Child Old child's great. Come on, the DJ scratch on the spinning pillar. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's a damn so good movie. Funny. But uh, yeah, so Beverly Hills Cop Two. 
Oh, that's, that's my favorite. Oh, man. Which is the one that they end up at the, the, the amusement park? Is that three? That's number three. That's, yeah, that was yeah. three. That's my favorite. That's, that's my Serge. favorite. Serge is selling fucking guns at the. <laughs> just he said, like, he call, doesn't he call him? Doesn't he call him Ahmed? Ahmed yeah. Foley. It's Oh yeah. So um like always, uh for me, Katie, guys from Texas, and Sarah, like thank you for listening. This is really fun. And you know, we love talking about shit, so it's easy for us. But thank you for listening. Um uh, I can't yeah. remember what the name of the app was, but I put our podcast on three new apps. Uh, there's one that's really hard to do, and I'm lazy. One dick. Your <laughs> 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 dick was a, a, a podcast app. That'd be really cool. I had heard of that. <laughs> it's a short frequency. Let's try to work in how it was small or something. Yeah, my wee know. heart, my wee little heart. <laughs> 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 But yeah, so uh, thank you for listening, guys, and we'll be back very soon with another episode. So uh, we'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Hey, you gotta pl- you gotta plug where they can find <laughs> it. Plug. Yeah, you gotta plug our finds. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm off. I had some shrimp. Plug this shrimp shit. In my stomach, so I'm good. <laughs> so if we missed a really cool thing about this movie, you can tweet us at uh, Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a <laughs> Allentown presents. I hurt my neck doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like always, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we're getting close to 200 episodes that we've done. Uh, it, it's absurd. I didn't realize it. I was checking out just the stats of all the episodes, and it was like uh, the first row was like one of like 182. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I'm almost nice. to 200 episodes. I'm like, that's awesome. So. Uh, I don't know who's going to be the lucky one to get the 200 mark, but that'll be a good one. We'll party and get drunk and we'll talk about something. Yeah. Uh, oh, you do that cool spelling bee. Or we'll do something. We'll do something cool for 200 episodes. So I'm very pumped for that. Ooh, and, uh, 200 it, episodes. Yeah. So <laughs> we're in August. So uh, next month will be comic book movies. I'm very pumped about that. And then We'll get to October, and then we'll do our 31 Scary Movies Marathon. Oh, and you get ready for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. It's, it's tough. It's tough watching a movie and then editing it that night and then putting it out. But I'm going to try to do a couple early. I shouldn't yeah, tell you that. Cut Just cut that part out. Just cut this shit out. That's yeah. what editing's for, asshole. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like always, guys, thank you for listening. This is fun. We love doing it. And we'll be back very soon with another episode. Okay, bye, guys. They don't even know who you fucking are, D-Pal. <laughs> they know. You're on somebody else's podcast. <laughs> They're gonna know. <laughs> <laughs>